0: Welcome to Inspiration's Beauty Show. This podcast is not only to inspire you to achieve the skin of your dreams, but it's to teach you on how to care for your skin to get your dream skin a reality. Learn with me as I combine my inspirational and spiritual side along with my skin enthusiast and professional and educated mind. I'm your host, Danielle Cerrone, self-made skincare practitioner, certified esthetician, Business owner, beauty blogger, and now Inspiration's beauty show host. My intentions through this outlet is to educate you so that you know everything there is to know about skin and how to care for it. Not only will this podcast help spruce up your skincare routine and uncomplicate the beauty industry, but I'm here to help create you be your own skin master. Each episode will cover a topic to bring you closer to that master status. And the best thing is that this industry is always growing, so we will be learning a lot together. So are you ready? Let's go, Inspirational Beauties. It's learning time. Hey, 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 we're back. Thank you guys for tuning in to Inspiration's Beauty Show. If you're new, welcome. This is a podcast that we talk all about skin. For those of you who have tuned in and are back, you guys are just the best. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? It's a Monday. Happy Monday. It's a start of a new week. And I don't know about you, but I'm already off to a good start. Um, I have my plans for the week ahead Um, and I'm trying to just be a little bit more productive since I'm now back to work finally after, um, our second lockdown, um, the week has been a little bit chaotic, but I think I'm in my groove now. Hopefully you guys are in your groove and if not yet soon, um, and maybe, Having a podcast every Monday or an episode to look forward to helps set your week straight. So hopefully, tuning in to Inspiration's Beauty Show makes your Monday a little bit more exciting. I had to share with you guys uh, because the other day I took a peek to see if I had any reviews on my podcast because I totally forgot that I could do that. And I saw so many reviews from you guys. I was so shocked and so full of joy. Also kind of felt like an idiot because I haven't reached out to anyone. But if you've taken the time to write a review, thank you so much. It's so cool to hear what you guys have to say. And honestly, your feedback has been so awesome. If you are a listener and you haven't yet wrote a review, I would love to hear what you think. When you click on my podcast, just to choose the episode, scroll all the way down and you'll see a spot that says write a review. Then you write your review and it's that simple. And I honestly appreciate it so much. It also helps build up this podcast too, which of course is the goal. The first review I got from Jordan EMB, she wrote, best, most relevant info, and the sweetest girl on earth. I do think this review is a little biased as she's one of my best friends, but I still appreciate the love and of course, I appreciate the five-star review. Thank you, Jordan. I love you, and I'm so glad you're enjoying my podcast. Okay, so as of today, I am pumped to share with you guys that today's topic was requested by a listener, which I'm so thrilled about. So thank you, Shelby. Shelby requested this topic and booked a skin consultation with me to learn more about her skin. We did the skins consultation virtually as she's in Ottawa, which is also pretty wicked that I can help you guys from afar. If you ask me, I think our virtual skin consultation was really helpful for her. We covered a lot. We talked about lifestyle, habits, routines, products, and just had some really great chats. I'm so thankful for your trust and support already, Shelby. Thank you so much. And I know your suggestion for this episode today on more information about rosacea will be helpful to many. So if you're like Shelby and you want to learn more about a specific topic that you want me to discuss and uncomplicate, make sure you get in touch. That way I can cover what you desire and also give you a shout out. I have had listeners reach out to me asking for episodes, um, for example, how to take care of your skin in your 50s, how to prevent aging or what we can do to make sure aging becomes graceful and wanting more information on collagen and retinol. So stay tuned as I will be getting those episodes out to you guys. If you have a topic or just want to get in contact, you can contact me through my email at info at or through my Instagram at Inc. All the information to get in touch with me will be in the show notes. So make sure you check it out there. All right, let's dive right in. First, let's define rosacea. Rosacea is a neurovascular skin disorder. Rosacea is an inflammatory skin disorder that influences the facial skin. Interestingly, there has been no case that I have personally read about or heard about or personally have even seen that rosacea is anywhere else other than the face. The inflammation that rosacea is specifically referring to is redness and visible blood vessels in the face commonly, but not limited to the nose and the cheeks. I want to again reiterate, which I know we've covered in previous episodes, but I want to just remind you guys that inflammation doesn't just mean pimples. Although with rosacea, you can get pus-filled filaments or blemishes, the inflammation that we're referring to is the chronic redness and blood vessels in the skin. And that's exactly what inflammation means when discussing rosacea. An interesting study was done by Dr. Steinoff and his team, and he tries to find reasonings and potentially the cause of rosacea. Dr. Steinoff and his team found that rosacea could potentially be triggered by imbalances between the neuropeptides and specific sensory nervous systems. The thoughts that are that the imbalances could actually be giving out wrong messages from the brain to the skin. This then causes the skin to respond in ways that we often associate with rosacea, hence their assumed connection. They are continuing their research on this topic specifically, especially in hopes to find more concrete information to back this up. Could this be one potential reasoning in an answer to rosacea? Could specific imbalances in body and neurocommunication be contributing to rosacea and the common symptoms? They explain how other factors and symptoms may be a contributing factor to rosacea and the types and severities of rosacea. I'm going to provide the link um, in the show notes as well just because I thought this study was really cool. So if you're a nerd like me and get excited about this information, you too can give it a read and just um, understand it a little bit more, um, a little bit more since I didn't go too in depth with this study, but they do have some pretty cool assumptions that hopefully we will hear if it's true and relatable. So there also has been a really strong correlation with rosacea and imbalances with the gut. This continuous, continues us to understand that rosacea could have a few ailments that contribute to the skin's responses, not just only with rosacea, but in all responses and reactions of rosacea. This also helps us understand that the more we take care of ourselves internally, the more that we will see the influences on our skin. There is no doubt, no doubt in my mind that there is a direct correlation to skin health and internal health. And we are finding more proof of this. I have chatted with Megan from Flawless Beauty. If you don't know her, she is an educated angel. She is another esthetician and she's an RMT with many other certificates and qualifications. But Megan is so incredibly knowledgeable. And we actually connected through Instagram. Thankful for uh, Instagram and other social media platforms to connect. But I really appreciate our conversations so much. Not only is it really nice to have another professional to talk with and toss ideas back and forth and learn from each other, but it's also really great because this industry, when especially when you work for yourself, can be a little bit isolating and can be a little bit intimidating just because, yeah, like it seems almost like there's a competition where Megan really is just this like I said, an educated angel who wants to really share her information and just really inspire. She's such a uh, powerful and supportive entrepreneur. So if you guys don't know her, give her a follow. I will provide all of her um, details in my show notes as well, Um, but you can find her at flawless beauty on Instagram and give her a follow because she's great And you might even hear her um, on the podcast because we're chatting back and forth about having her on the show as a guest. Anyways, so Megan and I were chatting about the importance of balancing the gut microbiome so we can make sure we're balancing the skin's microbiome. Remember, rosacea is an inflammatory response. So the more that we can work on balancing and treating the inflammation, the better and the less severe the symptoms will be. So how do we do this? How do we balance our gut and skin microbiome? Consider a pro and prebiotic. I personally use and recommend Arbonne's Digestion Plus Gut Health Powder. I consume this every morning mixed with a greens powder and celery juice. Pro and prebiotics help support the gut and the skin by facilitating a healthy and strong colony, providing an environment that the body can flourish in. Think of your pre and probiotic as a healthy, strong, relatable, Protective army, keeping your house or your gardens safe and healthy. Probiotics are living strands of bacteria that are added to your gut population to help provide and um, establish good digestion. And prebiotics are specialized plant fibers that feeds and stimulates the already existing good bacteria in your gut. So continuing the road of a balanced gut and a balanced skin is you need to drink a lot of water stay hydrated and have healthy washroom visits you're gonna hear me say drink water a million times through probably every single podcast or sorry every single episode but drinking water is so beneficial you also want to limit your refined sugar intake and instead try to mix this or sorry switch this with natural healthy fats eat lots of fiber So, you can get your fiber through lots of fruit and vegetables, which is always the best way to ingest um, not only healthy foods, but your fiber. But if you don't get enough of um, fruit and vegetables in your daily diet, then a fiber supplement would be beneficial. You can use products that have ingredients like niacinamide, aloe vera, vitamin E, algae or seaweed, licorice root. There's a few things that you can even look up, but a lot of those things will help balance the skin and really fight and treat inflammation. Now that we understand rosacea is, for starters, a chronic inflammatory condition, we also now know that it has a connection to our internal health. So we know that symptoms involve redness, for example, capillary damage, potentially filled bumps that look like blemishes or pimples. Let's also consider the variations and severities that rosacea brings forward and how external and environmental factors can also trigger and stimulate the skin's response. So there are four types of rosacea the first type is called erythema telangiectasia. this is etr for short just because that name can be hard to say hard to pronounce and hard to remember so etr is the first and most common type of rosacea etr is a type of rosacea associated with the facial redness the flushing and the visible blood vessels in the skin the facial redness or vasodilation can be permanent on some people, some cases, but it doesn't always necessarily have to be permanent. It is chronic, which means it's easily triggered and usually stays for a long period of time, but the redness can come and go. Like I mentioned, it's not always permanent. In some cases, it is, but this first subtype is um, the most common and not too severe. Subtype 2 is papular pustular rosacea. This is or inflammatory rosacea, or it can be known as acne rosacea. This type of chronic rosacea is associated with acne-like breakouts, hence the name correlation. This often affects middle-aged women most likely, and it's a mix between ETR and acne rosacea. Papular pustular rosacea is notoriously stubborn and really hard to treat and control acne vulgaris which is the clinical term for acne is not the same for acne rosacea although they present with similarities and they often get confused it is important to know the difference and to know the different protocols and treatment plans the third type of rosacea is rhinophyma, or can be known as phytomosis um, these two types of or these Two names are for the same type of rosacea, which is a really rare form of rosacea, typically associated with thickening of the skin, especially around the nose. And this is very common in males comparative to females. Rhinophyma is also typically associated and paired with ETR, um, so that there is chronic redness in the skin. There is a lot of that inflammation in addition to the thickening of the skin, which does make this rosacea more severe. And the mix of the two rosacea um, types contributes to the severity of the discoloration, making it more red or purple, um, in addition to the dilated capillaries as well. So this can worsen if not treated or not cared for. So it's important to take care of that. Subtype four, which is known as ocular rosacea. This is really easy to remember because it's around the eyes. So yes, this type of rosacea is typically concentrated around the eye area. This isn't as common, but if it happens, it's a lot of dryness and a lot of redness around the eyes. Out of the four types of rosacea, subtype 1 and 2, so the first two that we talked about, ETR and papular pustular rosacea, are the most common. Um, and rhinophyma is the most severe out of these types. So if you have either of those type of rosaceas um, it's good to get treated and talk to a doctor or a skin specialist but we do need to know the difference between clinical acne and rosacea acne clinical acne is a mix of papules pustules comedones excess oil um, redness and acne can show up pretty much anywhere in the body most commonly the back the chest the arms the face the neck and even your butt where clinical acne doesn't really have a pattern blemishes can kind of show up like I said anywhere on the body Um, it can be one pimple it can be clusters of pimples it can be one area or it can be scattered across the full face for example where acne rosacea is typically isolated to where the rosacea is present. And there's going to be a few small bumps where that inflammation and redness is. So rosacea acne or acne rosacea is always accompanied with the blemishes and the redness in one localized spot. Okay, so now that we know the scale of rosacea from not too severe to pretty severe, we need to learn the signs of rosacea. But before I go into full detail and explain the signs that you want to look for, I really want you to listen and to make sure that you're not like, oh, I have one sign, I have rosacea. Or I have redness, so that means I have rosacea. Or I have burning skin and I have blemishes, so I have rosacea. Rosacea is often self-diagnosed and incorrectly (laughs) diagnosed, which is a very often mistake that I I hear from clients my question that I ask clients is who diagnosed you or who told you you have rosacea and a lot of the time they're like oh well I looked it up and this is what I found sometimes they are correct sometimes they're not so I do want to stress that these are signs of rosacea but it doesn't necessarily mean you have rosacea if you have one or two of these signs I find people find comfort once they almost give themselves a title it's almost as if that title provides some psychological acceptance because they have this condition even though this condition may not be something they desire or that's something they want the title itself makes them feel less alone and i understand the desire to alleviate that feeling of alienation or something's wrong with you but remember to have more grace for your skin for starters but also know that skin doesn't always have to be labeled in fact labeling your skin could actually be a disservice so if you label your skin and you go to sephora for example and tell them they have rosacea they could be really misguiding you to product so anyways let's chat about some signs that are clinically suggested in diagnosing of rosacea facial redness this is common in all types of rosacea There are physiological differences in the symptoms. So for example, in females, they experience the redness more in their cheeks and their chin, where males experience the redness predominantly in the nose. The butterfly formation is often uh, a term used when diagnosing the rosacea covered in the nose and cheeks. Chronic facial flushing. This is a symptom in rosacea that is severe and often accompanied with tantalactasia. This important word that I said here is chronic. This means that there's really no off button. This type of redness is consistent and it always stays. This is a really good indication that you have rosacea, especially if you have those little visible veins. I also said the word tangelactasia. These are small dilated capillaries or even sometimes more severe. They can be darker, more stretched and broken capillaries. This is a symptom and a common symptom of rosacea and these are also very prominent in the rhinophima type of rosacea. Swollen bumps. So like I said, um, in papular pustural rosacea, which is the acne rosacea, this is a very common symptom in relation to that type of rosacea, referring to the um, the bumps on the skin. Not traditional acne, remember, but they are still raised, sometimes filled with pus, but more commonly actually filled with water, which is known as edema. So it's more edema than it is actual blemishes but that is not to say that you won't get a blemish that actually becomes a whitehead or has pus or sebum in it these swollen bumps regardless if they are water or pus they need to be avoided do not pop them do not touch them just leave them alone let them settle and see a professional some more common signs of rosacea sensitive skin sensitive skin is often tied at pretty much every stage and variation of rosacea. No matter the severity, there's typically sensitive sensitivity to the skin. Whether it's heat or even to product, the skin is highly sensitive and also feels like sensations of burning, tingling, itchy, dryness, rashy texture, those type of things. Those are often referred to rosacea symptoms in erythema. Sensitive skin and the burning sensation like I said, often leads to the dry, scaly, rough skin. This is because the barrier is so compromised that when it's dealing with such intense inflammation or even your products or whatever is contributing to anger your skin, the acid mantle in your skin is really compromised and disrupted. So once your skin is really unhappy and can't regulate and heal naturally, the redness, the burning, the rough, dry, um, scaly skin and other sensitivities are the skin's response to try to heal and protect itself so we really need to make sure that we're hydrated and using the proper products to help heal and soothe these sensitivities another sign that's common but again more common in rhinothema is enlarging of features don't worry too too much because like I said this isn't as common I personally have not seen this um, specific symptom when dealing with rosacea but it is common that widening of the nose happens with rhinothema rosacea. Another sign of rosacea could be dry, irritated eyes. This you can probably assume and know it's likely related to the ocular rosacea. So at this point in time, it seems that rosacea's root cause isn't really known. We know that rosacea is an inflammatory response, And we know that some probable causes as to external factors, internal factors are affiliated to rosacea. But we don't know why this is the response or why this occurs. Nothing has really been officially stated. Like I said, there's been a lot of research being done um, in hopes to find the answer. But as of now, there's no real known cause. So we don't know the cause, but that doesn't mean that we can't do things to help subside and help treat and help lessen the severity and the triggers in responses to rosacea. So mostly external factors that can irritate the skin are things like a severe temperature change or weather change. So think of being outside. Okay, so you're in your freezing car. It's, it's, we're in Canada. It's the middle of winter. You're cleaning off your car. We've just got a crap load of snow and you have your car on. So you get in your car and the heat is blasting that's an obvious temperature change. So you've been outside and then all of a sudden you're in your warm car. Or think of it in the opposite way. You're somewhere warm and it's really, really hot outside and then you walk inside somewhere where there's air conditioning. Those extreme temperature changes can trigger the dilation in the capillaries, it can trigger blotchy skin tone, or even redness that stays for a longer period of time. Let's also consider age. Age is another factor that contributes to rosacea. So for example, middle-aged white women 25 to 30 or over typically experience rosacea more prominently, where men who are in their 45 to 55 are usually affected by rosacea. An individual is more likely to be influenced um, or more prominent rather to rosacea if they're over 30, if they're Caucasian. If their skin has been damaged or highly exposed to sun. If you're female, you're more likely. And if it's been common in your family or if the individual smokes. So I'm going to highlight a few more causes and triggers that you would like to avoid if you are finding that a lot of this is relating to your skin um, and that you get chronic flushing. You want to continue to avoid these type of things. So avoid hot spicy foods or snacks extremely hot beverages, especially coffee, avoid alcohol, especially red wine. Avoiding things like this decreases the inflammation within the body, which also limits the amount of redness and dilation in the skin. A lot of people do flush when they drink, and if you have sensitive skin or rosacea, you find this way more uh, prominent and likely to be true, or the blotchiness to be true when you drink. Instead, drink lots of water. Remember, water is beneficial For all skin, all skin conditions, all skin types. So smoking, I said that smoke, if you're an individual that smokes, this could be causing your rosacea or making the rosacea heightened. This is because it's of course damaging your cells, but it's also filling your body with inflammation and toxins. This is happening to your skin regardless of rosacea or not, where smoking actually does damage the cells. So that would be something great to try to limit or even just overall stop like previously mentioned an imbalanced unhealthy gut so getting your gut taken care of is linked to so many skin concerns skin conditions complications so the healthier you can be the better of course that's for everything but you will see the results the results will be undeniable once you switch over and start living a healthier lifestyle choose whole foods more of a balanced diet lots of colors on your plate pre and probiotics you will see the difference in days. Working out can be a trigger if you have rosacea. This is not to say don't work out because working out has incredible benefits. This is just my suggestion for you to be more mindful of your skin during your workout. Potentially change up your practices of your workout or just be more mindful of how your skin flushes and how to treat it before and after said workout. Another activity that can influence and trigger rosacea is swimming whether you're in a chemical pool or a saltwater pool sometimes those chemicals and the salts does irritate the skin unfortunately so depending on the severity depending on your skin sensitivity you may not want to go in a pool some may not even react you may have rosacea and not even react to this Again, these are just suggestions to help guide you to potentially find a trigger that is influencing your skin. It's not to say that every single cause or trigger here is something that's going to influence your specific rosacea. Consider your environment, where you live. So like I gave the example of Canadian winters and the sudden change. Hot, humid environments can also cause an influx of the skin, um, potentially making the skin more red and chronic to the actual touch, the sensitivities, the hotness, um, and stay out of the sun. Always, always, always be careful in the sun. And if you are in the sun, make sure you're wearing your sunscreen. Also, it's time to consider your products and your cosmetics. You want to make sure that your face and your body, all those products are safe For sensitive skin working with a professional on this is a good idea so that you are protecting your skin barrier and that you're not continuing to damage this already sensitized skin think of your makeup your makeup is typically a product you're using daily so you want to consider using a light safe brand you don't want something that's too heavy that's suffocating the skin or has too many chemicals that's going to be reactive shampoos and conditioners and even other hair products should also be considered everything is related Okay. So we also need to consider our emotions. Even if you have chronic rosacea and you have redness in your cheeks at all time, you can really start to notice when you get upset, sad, angry, or embarrassed. Do you see the changes? Do you see that the redness darkens? Does it get more purple? Are your capillaries more noticeable? Or maybe even the redness goes to a wider surface area. Watch how your emotions influence the severity of your skin's responses. Medications. To be completely 100% honest with you guys, I don't know too much about medications in rosacea. I am sure there are many me- medications that can influence your rosacea, potentially making it worse or making it better. I'm just not familiar with the specific medications. This is something that you really do want to talk to your doctor about that if you're if you have rosacea and you're on specific medications, if it's going to be beneficial or not um, a dermatologist would also be someone a great resource to refer to but this unfortunately is not in my realm of expertise but i would love to know that once you learn about medications that maybe you're on that trigger the rosacea um, let me know so that i at least know there are some medications that do in fact trigger rosacea another thing to consider are genetics rosacea is very prominent in celtic heritage especially in ireland And it's very interesting because there's not many cases or much information about rosacea in like Australia or China, for example. But there are cases and known data in Europe, in the United States, and in Canada, which is very interesting. And it kind of just brings up the question, is it even known or like popular in those places? And if it is known about, it's just not popular, you know, what's that cause or why is that? Let's just remember that your rosacea is different than your cousins or your sisters or your friends and you may have one symptom for example and your sister have all of them. So rosacea is personalized to the person and you have to really listen and learn your skin and what causes your skin to flare up and how long your flare-ups last sometimes there are a few days to a few weeks to a few months and just remember learning your skin and your condition is more important than listening to how your sister deals with her rosacea or your friend does so i encourage you to continue to learn your causes your triggers and what you find helps soothe your rosacea so i often hear okay tell me the cure there isn't a cure But to ease your mind, there are definitely things that we can do to help control and subside the flare-ups, in addition to avoiding all the things that we've just talked about. So in terms of product, always go for something soothing, calming, and hydrating. Avoid strong ingredients or alcohols or any harsh treatments at this time, and always don't ever miss a day without wearing SPF. I also am going to ask you to stop exfoliating. For this time and until we really can learn your skin and really learn your triggers and really learn if your redness is chronic, those type of things, avoid exfoliation and just leave your skin alone at this time. You might consider investing in a toner. This is really important because toners help balance the pH level in the skin. Having the skin really balanced is crucial for rosacea. This is also where specific cleansers are beneficial and highly important because if you're using a cleanser that's too stripping, this can um, also cause the inflammation or cause the severity to to be worse. So using a proper cleanser and a toner are really good steps to get into. Work with a specialist, talk with your doctor or your dermatologist to learn how you can control your sensitivities and use protocols and products some treatment plans for example that i would recommend or that we can do together um, i would use the luca which is like a really nice sensitive light mist we could do led treatments um, i would use specific products to help hush the reaction and the inflammation with the skin uh, microdermabrasion would only ever be used on clients who have rhinophima rosacea not on any other skin at this point and the main the main thing that i'd be att- uh, paying attention to is the inflammation in the skin and how can we subside and calm that down we know that there are triggers and we know there's no cure but we know that there's ways that we can help control the symptoms another thing that you can do in addition to the things i've just mentioned is ipl IPL is very beneficial for the skin. I personally don't offer this yet. I am very hopeful that I can be adding this to my menu soon. But IPL would be a really great option, especially if your rosacea is quite severe. If you have chosen to work with a doctor or are thinking about it, they're likely going to prescribe you medications like antibiotic creams or oral medications. The more severe the rosacea, the more invasive the treatment typically gets whether that's with procedures topicals or medications laser resurfacing for example is another invasive treatment that a doctor or dermatologist may suggest just like most things stay the course be patient listen to the um the advice you're given learn your skin and results will come so did you learn a thing or two about rosacea I know I did. I had to go back to my notes and I had to do some continued research on specific things. I know that I'm going to even find more findings. Once this episode's recorded, I bet you I'll find a bunch of notes I've taken on rosacea, but I guess that just means rosacea 2.0 would be in order. I know this episode was filled with information and maybe was too much at some points, but I wanted to provide another resource to help further understand and provide visuals so that you can see what I mean in terms of subtypes and and severities of rosacea. I'm a visual learner personally and I love seeing images or diagrams or anything that my brain can attach the information that I've just learned. I like to attach it to something. So if you're like me and you need or even like visuals, I have decided to put together another document to accompany this episode. So head over to my blog and click the subtitle podcast support And you will see a post related to rosacea in episode 6. Let me know if this is a helpful tool for you. and helps you understand this topic better. If you like it and you like the podcast support blog, make sure you comment or let me know so that I can further and do this for other topics that are loaded with information just to make it easier and digestible. Don't forget to give our friend Megan a follow at Flawless Beauty and subscribe to inspirations beauty show so that you know when a new episode has been launched and also make sure you share this on your socials so that we can get everyone's skin the healthiest it can be glowing skin is always in so let's share the secrets stay internally and externally beautiful all you inspirational beings have a wonderful week we'll be back next monday